Howdy, and welcome to another riveting episode of the FPL Jingle. Chelsea stung by Brentford Bees, and we ask, Spurs good, question mark, for the 10th time this season? What does Game Week 31 tell us about the end of season run? In our fantasy league, treble hopeful Connell will give us a rundown on his cup victory, and the last week of European football is upon us, with all three trophies still in the balance. Of course, we'll have the three tips and spicy boy segment, which is essential listening for those who want to completely ruin their FPL team. Let's start recording a podcast. Hello, listener. You, you've turned on the FPL Jingle podcast, so you're already on to a winner. Um, this time, you'll be listening to the ever-present Stephen Meiselbach. How are you? I'm not too bad on. How are you? I'm in good form. I'm 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 back drinking cans of IPA, and I forgot how nice they are. So that's it's a good start. How long were you off the IPA for? Oh, like for four or five days or something. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> that's a long time. <laughs> that's 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 too long. That's yeah. four day, four or five days too long. Anyway, it's too long. Uh, Tiger, are you drinking anything nice? Uh, a cup of tea, standard Irish fare, but it is quite nice. Any biscuits? One, a homemade cookie, actually. Oh wow, homemade! Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fantastic. My 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 girlfriend's mother is a baker, professional baker in a home bakery business, and it's pretty great, I have to say. Oh, that's excellent. That's my dream is to know someone who's like into baking and that they just make stuff and ask you if it's good. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> for me, it's it's not so much that I'm a good guinea pig because I'm only really great for like brownies and cookies and things. Cake, not really my thing, but the benefit of the cookies alone. Oh my god, fantastic. All right, I'm going to have to introduce the, the cup winner, Connell. Um, oh, we'll we'll yeah. touch on it for two seconds and then we'll move on. Connell? Thanks, Owen. You know, two years in a row, the cup stays in my trophy cabinet. Uh, fair play to Owen. He put up a small bit of an effort, but, you know, I was always winning the cup. A small bit of effort? I don't think that actually is even very fair. <laughs> you're, you're right. It was no effort. Fair play, fair play to Owen for getting there in the end. Uh He's a cup hero. disinterested. But yeah, 26 point, 26 point win, plus you have one to go, Connell. Yeah. It's a nice little win. Uh, my one to go is Pickford, so it's probably going to be less than a 26 point win, but it's not bad. Um, oh yeah, you're waiting for him to concede. Yeah. 42 goals. <laughs> as long as it's not, um, yeah. Not, not, not counting all the own goals on that he's going to score. Oh, he's going to do the going. he's going to do the thing in FIFA like when uh, when you changed to the to the opposition team and then just started scoring a bunch of own goals. See how many you could <laughs> score in ninety minutes. <laughs> uh, we, we, you, yeah, you start scoring with the goalie. Uh, I, yeah. I in the intro I introduced Connell as treble hopeful. Uh, how, how's that going? Yeah, so the cup looks to be uh, very in the bag. Um, the last week of Europe, I believe, is next week, and I currently sport a 26-point lead over you. Porig is 65 behind, so really it's just between me and you. And I think especially with the lack of bonus points and the fact that you might be looking a little bit towards playoffs and I desperately need to win every single week, Europe is not looking too shabby. And then on the, on the I suppose, the playoffs front, I am behind both uh, Steve Meiselbach and Mark Gary, but... Mark's a bottler, and Paddy has actually lined himself up to bottle top four as well, like he did last year. So it's still alive. It's still alive. Um, what if I told oh, you I was oh, bringing just in to... the, the entire Burnley defence? I, I, I'd be fine with that. Owen, uh, Europe, is that not this week? I thought you said it was this week. Yeah, this week yes. coming. Oh, so, sorry, Connell. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. you meant week thirty-three. Apologies. Oh no, no. What there. is it? Is it's week thirty-three? <laughs> 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 I'm not even. In, I'm not even in your league in Europhone. What are you doing this to me? What do I do? <laughs> what don't you do? Uh, congratulations, Connell. That's a big win for you. And and two two years in a row, fair play. <laughs> I don't even remember who won it before that. There wasn't one before I, that. I, that I, was the first pa- Paddy, Paddy group, beat Steve. I think it was a draw, and then Paddy won. And there was talk oh. of a penalty shoot out in the garden, but Paddy just did it on the on the fantasy field. Oh yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, I think I actually did. Oh, wait, yeah, it was me. Yeah, you lost it. to yeah, Paddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was the, the, the greatest shame of all. I mean, yeah. like the, the, there's a reason I don't remember it, is because I blanked it from my memory. Repressed memories, often the best ones. 
so an exciting week outside of the cup then um it's amazing how much of a difference one game week makes in in this the top four playoff races where it's all happening really um um yeah we i can i can read down through the results because there's only one game left uh, yeah Steve, like so oh yeah you, you want to work away steve there shouldn't oh, so be anybody. I, I, there should no. Kind of, there should be nobody out there depending on Everton Burnley to rescue their week. Well, let's be there, fair. There's a couple. Well, there's a few pl- people with players still to play, but pretty much all the results bar like obviously bar we we Connells as we mentioned, but like I mean that's pretty much guaranteed are, are in. So like I, I've I've beaten Connor Skeen, um, which is vital for me in terms of uh, keeping up with uh, Mark and kind of catch trying to close the gap a bit for to Paddy for top four. Uh, Connell again, as I think he was mentioning, got a, a nice vital win over Cahill to keep 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 track or keep pace. Owen got a, a handy win over Andy, who only had nine players. Owen only had about nine himself, Bless given up. all the players. That, yeah, nice to get your easy wins when you can when you can get them. Uh, Steve, speaking of easy wins, got a nice handy one over John, who seemingly has completely abandoned his team, left him at the side of the road. Uh, like, Do I sense uh, like, a bit of bitterness, Steve? <laughs> That's just my general demeanor. So I mean, John admitted. John admitted. John admitted live on this podcast. <laughs> John admitted live on this podcast. I'm surprised, that he, took, I'm surprised it took thirty plus episodes for that to come across. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty much always there. I mean, John admitted live on this podcast that he didn't even draft his team; that it was an auto draft. So I, I think he abandoned his team before you know, the season began. Do you know mm. how many transactions John has made this year? I'm going to go I, it's less le- than 10 it's got to be under 20 Four. maybe it is 5 oh. <laughs> so which is 162 <laughs> less than Mark Gary <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what Owen when you consider that two two of those were probably Adama Chori and Aubameyang who he didn't waver until they were already playing at Barcelona <laughs> uh, uh, anyway we'll move swiftly on through the rest of these Mark got an easy win over Mark Clossy boo um Mitch uh, doing God's work, getting a nice, uh, a nice hefty win over uh, Baddy Brennan, um, to kind of bring him a bit closer to to, to fourth or fifth place. Uh, I think he might yeah. have been preparing preparing for playoffs maybe a little too soon. Uh, looks like that trade he did with Mitch might have actually hurt him in the end, but however, uh, Ray getting a team auto draft, getting a, a win over the cup finalist Owen Dillon. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Yeah, make make of that what you will, because I think Owen genuinely did bring in players to try and play this week. <laughs> um, Thomas got a nice win over Porek Sheehan. Porek is kind of um, just kind of middle of the pack there. Looks like he's going to get into that fifth and eighth playoff. Uh, and then uh, Taig, you had a nice win over Gary. Um, in the end, it wasn't really that close. It was, what was it, eight points, I think it was, so. Yeah, nice one. So that's pretty much all of the fixtures decided. But obviously, as you said, with the Burnley-Everton game still to play, um, the table hasn't been updated. The Burnley-Everton game that we're all so excited to wait for. So, the, yeah, the exciting results there. Paddy losing and everyone else winning around mm-hmm. him. He suddenly finds himself just one fixture out, you know, of, of falling out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he, is, you would absolutely love to, to see it. I would love oh. to knock him out of the playoffs. That would be just <laughs> glorious. Uh, I would love it on. if we beat them. Absolutely love it. I would love it. When are you yeah, playing I, him, Tyke? Oh, I don't think I'm actually. Hang on, you're not. I don't think I'm actually no, I, I, scheduled so, to play you're, him. You're no, not. You're no, not. I'm not, I'm not I mean, scheduled. I, I can, I'll beat. I'll, I'll invite him down to Limerick and I'll beat him up. I have the good news for you. <laughs> if Paddy does fall out of playoffs, it will be at our hands. Yeah, you and me, Connell. Yeah, just the two of us. Yeah, I, uh, I, me, and Ka- me and Carl still have to go and get wins though and that's not guaranteed I'm f- yet I'm fair, fair tempted to just uh, rotate uh, Ray and Tyg <laughs> so he plays Tyg this week <laughs> after all the fi- all that fighting talk but uh, yeah like as you mentioned on Paddy going into third now with Steve jumping ahead of him into second um, puts him only two points ahead of Mark and fourth and f- well obviously four points ahead of me five ahead of Connell like uh, so on and so forth um, maybe only a couple of other interesting notes as a result of these um, results Thomas uh, leapfrogs John into 12th and is looking like he's making a push for that um, well deserved middle playoff um, middle of the league playoff um, Tyg's up to 9th and I think he has a chance of catching Connor and making it into that 5th to 8th playoff which I think would be an achievement given how your season went in the first half Tyg 
It's been so depressing, honestly. It's, it's, I'm hilariously delighted to be still even in mid-table. With the luck I've had this year, I would expect to be honestly down where Ray is. Uh, everything has swung by like three different players in a game week doing one during another. It's, it's, oh man, if I get into that eighth, seventh, fourth, fifth, eighth playoff, it'll be a brilliant season for me. So just nothing but misery in your season, Ty. Uh, yeah, not more or less. Yeah, it's not um, great. That'll be exciting. Um, <laughs> if at least you have something to play for now in these last weeks. If you get into that fifth eight playoff, you're, you're you know you're up there with two of I, I don't know. Let's let's say imagine it was Steve and Connell. You know you're up there with the big boys uh, in that playoff. It'd be nice. It would be hilarious, especially seen as it'd be hilarious seen as I've more or less shafted myself out of Europe. I don't know how it's happened, but I, I, uh, I can feel I it in my bones. You're only five points back, though. Yeah, but I was, I was, I was, I was. We'll leave it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. You're getting upset there, lads. (laughs) We will, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll we'll, we'll touch on Europe after this bit. Um, So, yeah, playoff run is exciting. Just it's, it's changing every week with the with the top six. You know, like we were kind of saying, Petty was safe, and all of a sudden he's he's the one to catch for for the guys outside. So he has an awful run in as well. So that's. uh, that's exciting, Connell. I mean, you you have uh, own Dylan and Ray, uh, like obviously sandwiched in between Paddy. So you actually have a couple of pretty nice fixtures. Yeah, I, I, so uh, I suppose I said earlier in the in the week in the uh, to, to the audience, I think I'll win out, and I don't think I'll make playoffs. So that's 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 yeah, that's kind of where I see mine going. I, t- I think um, some combination of you beating Steve Lyons and mark beating steve lyons will still let him scrape forth and me drop out the only hope is that paddy loses to owen and me um we do say that connell but like this week you did have a great cup victory obviously but we should touch on your heartbreaking performance in the in the league facing a Cahill connelly boomer bus team that just came well well in fairness in fairness Cahill went boom but i went even boomer i won uh Cahill was slapping me after day one but i'm the top scorer for this week Oh yeah, God, he I has. He, yeah, he has Jared Bowen off his bench for for ten points. I forgot all about the Bowen. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Imagine my how I would have done if I hadn't brought in uh, Michael King for Ben Davies. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not your best move, <laughs> Connor. I mean, bringing. Yeah, bringing in double Everton defence. Crazy, is crazy. Uh, double get. Yeah. So I, I was at the stage. Ben Davies had a flag. I thought he probably would play, but I couldn't afford to not have anyone playing. Like I, I'm well aware I need didn't to win. Ben Davies, but, didn't Ben Davies score a goal as well? He did, yeah. That, he that's did. one thing because they didn't keep clean sheet, but oh. he, he scored a goal. I would have yeah. him and Doherty, yeah. but you should have. I, I can't afford. Should have, you should have kept him, Connell, for the goal. Should have, should have. Ah, at least it didn't hurt me. Pretty crazy you didn't... Why didn't you just think of that defender scoring as one of three defenders who scored in the game? I know, I, I picked the other one, but I didn't I didn't pick, yeah. It's 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 this point, things like that, you know, as to why I'm not currently in the playoff picture. Okay, uh, that's the playoff <laughs> run-in. We'll move along to Europe. Here we have it, game week 32, the final week of a seven-game European season. We've had game week 10, 14, 18, 20, 22, 26, and finally 32. Uh, we'll take a look at the state of the tables starting in the Conference League. We have Gary Fowley, Connor Skeehan, Tig, Andy, Thomas, and Mark. And Tig, you're doing a good job of bottling this. What, what's going on here? Yeah, it's been tough because uh, I started off well with a really strong score and then I had a couple of weeks where everybody else also did badly and then I just got obliterated last time now. So I had 35 and everybody else at the top half of the Conference League scored up above 50 and I was like, oh no, oh no. And now I'm back down amongst the weeds with them. I'm behind by, I think, five points. It's five. It's it's all to play for, that five points. It's, I mean, as as we all know at FanFrax, like, all I need then is to be 10 better than than the lead and I'll be I'll be winning that out and having a nice what is it tenner in my back pocket so or 20 quid are, in my back pocket are you pocket, willing to, to decimate uh, your team to build the perfect game week 32 side no no you're you're, you're no not when I'm not when I'm not, not when I'm in the not when I'm in with a shout still of getting into the mid tier playoffs. I'm I'm happy enough depending on my lads. The only one I'm thinking I, I think I have to give up on Connor Gallagher and try and get in somebody that I think is going to do well because he's not had form in maybe a month and a half now. So 
It's been mm. four or five games with no return. I sh- it's been very sad, but I should have taken that Connell trade that he offered me there about, um, I'd say, a month ago. It, when On review, it looks like it was a great birthday present, Jared Bowen and for Gallagher and Ronaldo for one of my shite strikers. Um, that's not doing my, my potential trade with Thomas Ivory any favours. He was going to give me Kevin De Bruyne for Gallagher. So maybe we'll cut this little little, little bit out. There was... <laughs> There was, no way, Glenn, there was no was way that happened. There, no way yeah, that was going to happen. Not in my house. You, no, uh, not happening. Not even in this country. Never mind in this I'll, house. Uh, I'll have words with Thomas later. So Gary, Gary's five points ahead you of you. Connor just the one. So it's really in the balance. And um, yeah, you're, you're. Yeah, it's all. It can happen. It's all up to play for. It's 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 what it's it's what Europe should be as as we were and discussing. It, it's it's yeah, I, it's all about one week to week scoring well. I think I think it comes down to like Gary's boomer bust. He either scores brilliant or he scores fuck all. So it really kind of depends on that a little bit. And with the Liverpool and City game coming up, I don't know how many players from either of those teams Connor has. So I reckon you've got like a, a decent chance. Uh, I need. I have four City players, so that's not great. Oh, but I okay. would say. I, I think. It, I, I think it's. I think it's generous. I think it's generous to say that Gary's been robust. In fairness, with this team, it's been. It's not been robust. It's been a bit sporadic. I would say. No, I didn't say. I didn't say it was robust. I said it was boom or bust. Oh, sorry. Kind that of makes the opposite. A lot more sense. You can cut in, this in thirty seconds. Way. Yeah. No, and this all stays yeah. in. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Cut that, cut that. Cut so that. then, uh, Steve M, <laughs> you're you're in the Europa League, uh, embarrassingly enough. Uh, oh yeah, I was just. I was. Would you like to know an interesting fact about the Europa League? Uh, it's not worth winning. Uh, pretty much that if you were to uh, win every single game in your in the Europa League and eventually win the tournament, it's less prize money than if you win two games in the Champions League group stage. Oh wow. But yeah, yeah, that's. I didn't think we were funding the league that well this year. <laughs> um, I suppose silverware is nice though. That is actually a very interesting. That is a very interesting fact, actually. Yeah. So yeah, Stephen, you're you're in it with Cahill, Mitch, Paddy, Steve Lines, and Ray. Paddy and Steve Lines, who mm. aren't big point scorers, see themselves in fourth and fifth in this table. Nowhere near, nowhere near the a trophy here. Yeah, you look safe. You look safe enough. Yeah. They would need a monstrous score. Uh, no, because I mean, Cahill, like like Connell knows from this game week can pop off. Like, so I'm um, the only thing I think I have going for me is that he kind of has a lot of city players, um, which doesn't really sue sue him with that match against Liverpool. I think uh, United are playing Leicester. Correct me uh, if I'm Everton. wrong. That was so, this weekend just gone. Oh, it's Everton. Shit. Well, yeah. That's actually a really good matchup for them. It is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just regular. Just bog standard. Uh, and then uh, he has a couple of Chelsea players, but like he has like he has like Lukaku, Mount, and Rudiger. So like I mean Lukaku can barely get a fucking sniff, let alone a goal. So um yeah, like I I do have a few things going for me, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not sitting on my laurels on this one anyway. Uh, do you know? What, what? Eighteen points is a sorry. Eighteen points is a sizable enough gap, Steve. Like you're, you know. Uh, but, you but say if, that, but if I, I would turn say... around and say like that, I'm happy that I've, I've basically won it, and then I lose it, I look like a fucking moron. But I also think you say eighteen points sizable enough. But if you put it into perspective, all it needs to be is for Steve to get like fifty points and for Cahill to get sixty nine. You know, nice. And Cahill often. Gets that, uh, scores that high he could easily do it all the time yeah just for a little bit of contact I think Carl might do it only two games this week <laughs> only two matchups this week had a bigger than 18 point swing in them tight week low scoring yeah, week as well yeah. in the head to heads just spurs yeah. just spurs it was a very well. low scoring week uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll move on mm-hmm. to the the interesting league the champions league the one that's worth playing in uh it's definitely not interesting if it, just because you two are in it on the yes. podcast. Get out of here. I love the way Owen just like anytime he's in anything, it's like, oh, it's automatic. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's oh, also yeah. the, the um, style 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 standard. Owen Dillon. Owen Dillon, cup, cup finalist. How is standard? Dan oh, yeah, you're Dan's really selling five me. Five transfers, and he Too still lo- looks like he might get into the 9th to 12th place playoffs. Mark Gary is a bit of a bum. 
<laughs> what I what I found interesting on is that uh, John has four more points scored than Steve. Lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, points. In oh, Europe, okay. Sorry, yeah. I thought you meant uh, in the overall thing. That would have been mental. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. And then two Just here. former winners of the whole thing: Parik Sheehan and Owen Kanhidi, who's reigning champ. And we have Conal McMullen. <laughs> Sign a man is speaking in third person. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut that out, Tiger. So, so twenty six <laughs> points clear. But I hear you're shaking in your boots. I um see. Unfortunately for you, I suppose uh, I'm not because I am in the position where uh, for the league I have to win every week. So while Tig wouldn't throw his team apart to try and make up a five point gap, you best believe I will tear my entire team apart to maintain my twenty six point lead and make sure I win this week in the league. <laughs> do you still have Lukaku, Connor, or Connell? Yeah, of course I do. What sort of question no, is that? I was going to sure, say chill. on Lukaku. He's not playing against Real Madrid midweek. Havertz is getting that game. Lukaku yeah. starting against Southampton. Me thinks. Mm-hmm. Off off the back of a terrible performance where they couldn't score, I think it's perfect time to try mm. changing something. I guess he does love oh, bullying yeah. small teams. I guess Plus, it's the, it's, well. the, it's the, he's the sort of player that like you don't you don't have like if you can afford to carry one extra player, he's not a bad one to carry because if he does start getting games, someone's going to pick him up. I, I do love flogging that dead horse. All right, you know, when you're in um, when you're in sixth, <laughs> carrying extra players is handy. It's not not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, Kari, Kari, and you are pretty. Kari. You're safe. You're you're safely wedged in that position. You're not going to fall out of that. Carry carry No, you know, um, you know I, I may lose motivation if I don't make the top four, but I don't think I will. I don't think I'm going to make it at this stage. So um, I just need to try and maximize every week. Uh, that's what we're going to go this. for. Yeah, I get. Uh, I'll be you. I'll be looking at some big changes to make. I'm gonna. Thomas said if I give him a bet that he'll give me Kevin De Bruyne. So, <laughs> so are, are you are you going to issue your playoff preparations to try and claw back Europe? Well, I'm gonna get Kevin De Bruyne off Thomas. Um, I know, but are you gonna get any good players like Lukaku? I might, Is he finally gonna drop Ronaldo? No way. Do you know what? I, I dropped him. He's, he, he scored a hat trick, and I don't regret and he's dropping done nothing him else. at all. Yeah, he didn't do, any, he I didn't do anything him, else. And he's uh, just a I dropped dragon. him for Wilf Saha, who has probably outscored him on the season already, despite only playing about six games. Um, oh. No, I disagree with that. Ronaldo, in the official game, Ronaldo's <laughs> the third best striker. Uh, yeah, but like, because there's very few strikers and they've all been trash. But like, Apart from Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, what yeah. A, exactly. Well, that, that makes no sense. He has not been so, good this so, year. And a lot of that came from him getting triple bonus points in the games that he did well. Yeah, in, in our league on, which is what matters, not the official one, Ronaldo is, hang on, I will tell you. I'll, I'll, list, I'll list a couple yep, of players so. who have outscored him as forwards, okay? Ivan Tony, Mikel Antonio. So Ballon d'Or hopeful Ivan Tony, go on. Uh, Mikhail Antonio <laughs> and Emmanuel Dennis has the same points as him. Oh Jesus Christ! Emmanuel Dennis has he he has outscored Pookie by five exactly. points. Like you know, this is Pookie is the fourth best it's, forward in the official game, I believe. There, there, so, there we go. So, one, one, one thing one one thing I will say for fan tracks, despite its uh, system not working, uh, having to be run entirely manually. It does add a little bit more variety to positions. Yeah, having having all those boys yeah. as forwards is a, is a benefit. Uh, if its automation was slightly better, it would be an under un, uh, an it's, 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 it's got a terrible UI as well. It's mm. yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's UI. fairly fairly. Bad. So, uh, folks, the right direction right. to podcast is use the official FPL app. Uh, after we yeah. we we've Endorsed torn apart our league, uh, that was Europe. Uh, we will now look at some real life football. The name of a basket underneath a hot air balloon, what's that called? Let's look at game week 31. The exciting result of the weekend was that least goal scored at home, Brighton, uh, played against Norwich, least goal scored away in a nil-nil. But we're going to touch on three of the games. Uh, Chelsea were beaten 4-1 by Brentford. Spurs uh, did a job on Newcastle 5-1. 
and Palace beat Arsenal 3-0. Uh, I've no idea which one each of you is going to cover, so I'm going to start with Tyg and just let you off, wind you up and let you off. <laughs> Retired football analyst Tyg Flynn, who's moved on to bigger and better things in the meantime, got a look at the Spurs-Newcastle game for us. What you make of it, Tyg? Yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting game of football. Spurs won 5-1 over Newcastle. Uh, both teams in pretty decent form before this game. Newcastle obviously kind of fell apart through this game. Uh, they opened the scoring. They were went up 1-0 with a direct free kick from Fabian Schär in the 39th minute. But really, Lloris should have done better. It was indicative of how Lloris can have an odd mistake. And I mean, he had quite soft hands and he should have done better with it it was, that, wasn't that is that something to that's just come into his game this season I, 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 I would have thought of Yaris as a solid keeper in years gone by but a few of these stories are, are, are coming into my Facebook feed this year no I think that's a sign of the lack of football that you watch <laughs> on um, would you say he's been consistently <laughs> uh, dodgy Lloris I wouldn't say consistently dodgy, no. I mean more that he has a mistake in him. Um, he, he has those soft hands and he can't, there's occasions where he just lets in these goals where you think he should. Because otherwise he can be a great shop stopper and he's like a sweeper keeper extraordinaire in his younger days. But he just has these games where he occasionally lets in a goal that just he should do better with. Thankfully for for Tottenham in this game, it actually was kind of the, the kick, in, kick in the ass that they needed to actually get going because they were quite dreary through the first 25 minutes or so um, they equalised very quickly off of, a, a, off of Ben Davies header which we heard early in the podcast poor Conor McMullen he should have had this man playing he got the header from the a great side. assist by Son after the ball was recycled should have had the foresight of knowing that a goal was coming and with that then the second half was an absolute steamroll for Spurs they came out and were really really up for the game Newcastle kind of Newcastle kind of fell apart when, once, once, this, once, once that goal went in we had for the first time, I think I can remember in a long time, there were five different goal scorers and five different assisters, which is pretty interesting to me. I don't remember that happening in a good while. Matt Doherty got the Matt Doherty put Spurs into the lead uh, with a great header off of an absolutely fantastic assist from Harry Kane, which I'd, I'd, I'll come back to in a bit. Youngman's son got a goal off of a, a lovely ball from Kulazeski and off the side. I'll pause here and say that I think Kulazeski has been probably the signing of January and possibly up there for signing of the season. He's been excellent for this. Spurs scene since he come in um, he's going to be in a very good upper mid-tier player for next year's draft if we're looking out and planning for next year anybody out there then we had Emerson Royale with a with a with an, well, kind of a strange finish his first goal for Spurs in the league if I if I'm if I'm if I believe it to be true and then it was finished off this goal scoring by Steven Bergwijn grabbing the fifth after a lovely slip through ball by Lucas Moura only moments after coming on probably only about oh god I'd say two minutes so that was it it was 5-1 and a lot of the story of this game, I suppose, was mostly that Newcastle kind of rolled over once they, they let in that second goal just after halftime. Spurs were rampant in the second half. The couple of things I wanted to point on, like I said, Kulusevski, great goal. Like I said, I don't know about any of you remember. Do, do you remember any game where there were five different goal scorers and five different assisters? Oh, there's so few games no. with five goals. That's a, it's, uh, yeah. it's hard, hard to think of. Bit, what yeah. impressed me the most yeah. in this game was that both wingbacks scored and assisted. And, and for these systems, like, you know, Chelsea are lying it so heavily that when the wingbacks play well, you're fucking flying it. Matt Doherty had an excellent game off of his opposite side and uh, he, he, he showed great form that he hasn't showed for Spurs in, in a long time. He's had some good games here and here, but in this game he really was rampaging up and down on that right uh, around Newcastle's defence. He was on Maybe the left. Indicative. Sorry, on the left. I meant against their right-hand defence. Um, maybe indicative that Kieran Trippier wasn't there. Kind of looked like a bit of a weak point through this game. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on and wonder about you guys, Harry Kane, he is... An absolute baller, right? But I don't... It, it's just almost that he just has such good technique of striking the ball. Like, I wouldn't say Harry Kane's very fast. I don't think he's very athletic. Even when he jumps, he's a good header of the ball. But he's not very, like, strong at actually jumping. It's He's a pure technique player. And some of the passes he, he put through in this game were just delicious, I have to say. There was... It, it was amazing. I wonder would any of you have any points thinking so about Kane I, I, that kind of a thing? He, I used to share your your thoughts on Kane that I, I never really saw what he did well. Like why was he so good? But from watching him, first of all, he's he's absolutely deadly. He's so clinical when he strikes the ball, but he's just in the right space all the time. He's picking the ball up mm, in the right yeah. area. He's getting into the box at the right time. He's just always there. And to your point, 
he finishes so well. He's good in the air. He's always going to put the ball in the net. He's absolutely exceptional. Yeah, yeah. He he does a great yeah. job of getting into the half spaces and the spaces in between the midfield and defensive lines. Like there was multiple lit times when Kane would just drift off and a Newcastle player wouldn't go with him. So then he's time and space on the ball and is able to pick out those great passes, like you're mentioning, Tyg. Um, mm. Like he, mm, he he does it, but like he does a lot for that team. Like I mean, he it's not only the fact that he's their main goal threat; he's their main creator as well. I know him and Son have a great relationship and linking up and stuff. But Harry Kane is really what makes that kind of uh, forward line tick. And him dropping in uh, deep into those positions uh, allows Son and Kulusevski to run off. Uh, there's even points of the game where you can see Harry Kane almost drifting into the left, and Son goes into the middle for parts of it as well like so that they are there's a fair bit of rotation that goes on with the player with the, that front three at times it's, as well uh, with, um, yeah i'd agree with everything the points you're making lads he's been fantastic this year after uh, a pretty he, slow he, start he hasn't been fantastic this season i think Con- no. conte's turned him around that's what i was about to say i was going to say conte coming in and changing this team because i would have said even for the first month of conte being in there uh, i would never have said that they were in potential of having the top four and yet as as we as we sit here it it looks like they might actually be winning a shout, and that's uh, what you might call in the business. There we segue. go. I was just about to point out the Spurs uh, in the fight for top four. Their players now you're definitely holding, and you're looking to see can you pick anything up. All of a sudden, they've become one of the better teams to have a player from. Uh, but they'll be fighting with Arsenal, who uh, unexpectedly to me, most certainly, give up a three nil game to Palace. Uh, Connell, being an Arsenal fan, how are you feeling? Yeah, um, disappointed, not terribly surprised. Um, one thing people who don't follow Arsenal this year might not remember is that Palace absolutely battered us in a draw earlier in the season. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they're just in that sort of that sort of form. What would I say? Crappy cross goal, fluke ball through to IU and a shit penalty. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're doing a Lampard on it. Yeah, I, the goals yeah, I don't know. No, um, yeah, yeah. Palace were Palace were absolutely exceptional. Arsenal were absolutely um, not. Uh, the biggest miss for <laughs> Arsenal, and I always think he's the biggest miss when he's not playing, is Kieran Tierney. He was uh, injured. He's actually out for the season, so we'll have to keep an eye and see how defensively solid Arsenal look. But Tavares was caught badly twice last night. Um, but more importantly, one of Arsenal's really solid players, uh, Gabriel, was actually caught out for two of Palace's goals. So, first goal, just a, a cross in uh, from a free kick. Arsenal actually brilliant at defending set pieces this season, but not this one. Uh, Gabriel kind of got caught under the ball. It just smacked off the side of uh, Anderson's head, and Mateta could not believe his luck. You should have seen his face when the ball came to him. He's like, oh my god. Yeah, you saw yeah, it on yeah, Monday he, Night he, Football he was, last he night. He was so great. happy. Um, then about... What was it? Ten minutes later? Was it even? No, it wasn't even. It was eight minutes later. Anderson, proven what a fantasy asset he is, pick him up, folks. Especially if I'm playing in the next couple of weeks. Um, played a ball <laughs> through. Ayu, um, t- so Gabriel went to cut it out. Ayu took a chance that Gabriel was going to miss it, and Tavares just stood and was like, "Nah, Gabriel's good. He's got this." It turns out he didn't have it. Ball fell to Ayu, and he scored his one of maybe three goals a season uh, with a lovely left foot at finished past Ramsdale who could do nothing. And then uh, in the 74th minute, uh, Wilfred Zaha just picked up the ball and started running as Wilfred Zaha does. And he does what Wilfred Zaha does and won a penalty. Odegaard chased him down. Zaha kind of dragged back. Odegaard kicked him and it was definitely a penalty. Zaha made no mistake from the from the spot, but um, so, Palace were excellent. Are you worried going forward, Connell? Is this a blip, or is is there? You point out Tierney's missing. Uh, I'm aware Partey had a, a chronic game as well. Um, is there problems for Arsenal going forward? Um, I I would say I wouldn't be I wouldn't be in panic sessions yet. Like everyone can lose a game, and like Palace are actually on deceptively good form. I'd say. They're maybe five or six games without a loss. They hammered Everton in the cup. They were unlucky, I thought, not to, to not to get more against City. Like City, they played City, and City made no chances. Yeah, I thought I, Palace were the better I, team I, that game. To be like, they didn't control the I ball. Was just but about to say, yeah. Yeah. in terms of danger, I I would be more worried about you know City losing that game than Palace. The Palace were were exceptional. Um, and the nice thing for Arsenal is their next match is against a very important Brighton team. So, you know, it gives the defence a little bit of time to get together. But in terms of top four, it's kind of, it's you know, after the 
Well, maybe segue after the Chelsea result, which yeah. we're going to get to. I thought Arsenal might be able to chance a third, but um, they do have to play Spurs. They do have to play Chelsea, and Spurs have very nice fixtures to the end of the season. And they have, in my opinion, a to- one of the top-tier managers in the league. I think Guardiola, Klopp, and Conte are all the same conversation of manager. Uh, good segue. Uh, Arsenal, I was going to say, out of an international break, lost a game, and maybe not reasons for concern, as you pointed out. Um, but my favourite uh, story of the week is Chelsea losing after the uh, international break, usually results in a Champions League win. Steve, you watched Chelsea's loss to Brentford, which, in my eyes, uh, is a very hopeful result. Yeah, um <clears throat> It definitely felt like Chelsea were um, looking more towards the matchup in the Champions League than they were towards this game. They went to a four at the back for the first time in a long time that I can remember them doing. Um, uh, Silva and Rudiger uh, as the main centre-backs. And yeah, it, it just looked like their balance was off. It looked like a team who is more used to playing a three at the back, uh, having to adapt to a four. Um, the midfield of Loftus-Cheek, Mount and Kante just didn't look balanced enough. It didn't really look... And and I think that was evident in, in the fact that how Brentford were just able to play through them. Um, and yeah, like apart from Rudiger's 35-yard screamer, which is the longest... The, the goal from the longest distance that Chelsea have scored since 2007, um, they didn't really do much this game. Uh, Brentford kind of just dominated throughout. Um, I, I thought in particular one, I, I'm not really going to, I'll run through all the scores if you want, but I kind of find this more interesting to kind of go through some of the stories, maybe the uh, little you bits in the game. I thought Mendy had a poor game. And I, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you don't trust me at all, Owen. I'm surprised I'm still on this podcast. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk afterwards. Uh, Mendy, I thought, <laughs> ha, ha, yeah, yeah, but he hasn't played well for a while now. Um and I kind of think it's kind of stemmed from since the AFCON. Um, like Eriksson's goal, um, while it was a nicely taken goal, I, I definitely thought he should. He, I definitely thought he should have saved it. That's and poor. then um, uh, Janelt's second goal, uh, the where he was chipped from his near post, he manages to get a glove to it, um, but it still goes in. You know, it just it, it seemed like they were goals that you know he was kind of saving. I remember, I can't remember the exact game it was. But um, there was that game uh, where Chelsea had to dig in for like 60 minutes and there was just crosses into the box and, and shots coming from long distance and he was saving everything. And it doesn't really feel like he's got that confidence uh, right now. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what Chelsea do going into this game in the Champions League. I presume if Reese James is anywhere near fit, he'll play and they'll go back to a three at the back because he is one of their biggest outlets going forward. Um, and... Like, yeah, Werner, Havertz, and maybe Pulisic probably get the nod in the front three. Um, But to give Brentford credit where it's due, like, you know, they were clinical. They took uh, all the chances that were presented to them, and um, they were not afraid to get forward, especially away at Stamford Bridge. Um, They had, like, second, and every player on the ball going forward had at least two or three options of a pass. So um, credit to them. And... In your terms of fantasy football, is it time to avoid Chelsea because of Champions League uh, commit, uh, commitments and maybe Mendy's not going so well? Like you know, they brought in Loftus Cheek into midfield in this game, and in my eyes, he was non-existent. Alonso, even at left back, is, is not particularly reliable. Mm. Uh, the, there are no forwards to score that often. Um, I'm kind of answering the question I'm asking. <laughs> what, what 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 do you think? Yeah. Um, no, I, I still think that Chelsea's entire team is built on defense. Like I don't, and I don't think that goes away overnight. I know I talked about maybe the kind of confidence issues that Mendy has, but I think once they play the formation that they're that they're familiar with playing, I think they're a much better team. Um, as far as going up against Southampton after playing uh, in the Champions League, I wouldn't be overly concerned about that like Southampton can be a dangerous side at times but um, they haven't been going well that well lately I know they drew with Leeds one all at the weekend but that really came from uh, like a James Ward-Prowse free kick out of nothing didn't really create too much other than that so, so you think there's, there's you know I, I still have there for the, the men in blue uh, I, I still th- well I think they'll be looking over their shoulder at fourth place and saying like look 
we have third pretty much sewn up, but we still need to get a few results, and so I think they won't take their eye off the ball okay. just yet. Uh, thanks, Steve, for that rundown. Before I move us on to the next segment, I want to get to your predictions for Burnley Everton. Uh, I'm hoping for. You know, I want. Why? I, I Nobody want to see cares. Burnley relegated. I was. I was literally going to watch yeah. a movie instead of watching this game. But who's going to get relegated? Moving on. Burnley? Nobody you cares. Moving on. Sean. Your Nobody cares. Ah, oh, come on. Stop being, stop being such shit crack on I hope Everton get thumped and go down and I, never come up again so I don't Paddy like Burnley either though is my thing that's a good answer no um, so Everton are definitely not going down I looked I looked at the table so they're, they're definitely not going down even if Burnley beat them um, I, I think the bottom three as it is is kind of staying unfortunately uh, and I do think Everton will beat Burnley they've Calvert-Lewin back which is very big for them you know just get him into he's Calvert Lewin on his own is enough to stop teams just, getting relegated. I, I, I don't dis- entirely disagree with you, Connell, but they've just got so many problems at the back. I think Yuri Mean is out long term. Um, I think they're uh, Tom. I think they said Tom. Da- they have other injuries like Andros Townsend, who is playing well, is out for the season now. Uh, Tom Davies, who would have been an option for them in midfield during the during the game against West Ham, was out injured, and they had to play Mason Holgate there. Like Michael Keane's been sent off now, so he's going to be suspended for uh, one game. Like and then going forward, like they signed Deli Ali and Donny Van de Beek, but they're not playing or they're not create. I, I know Donny didn't play because uh, there was an illness or something, but Deli Ali's just been sitting on the bench. He was injured in the warm up. He was the one that was injured. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, bit. I know, yeah, but but like I, I just, I don't know. Um, Do you see him going down, Steve? It, it feels like. I, I could see and it. I could up. see it. Yeah. I'll riff off the um, I'll, I'll riff so off happy. the back, Steve, and say this smells like a game of bad execution for me. And at best, it'll be a one-one draw because nobody will score. Neither of them are good enough. But okay, let's let's move on to future football. Let's look at game week thirty-two. And for our last week of Europe, uh, these are the tips that that we're taking. So I, I'm going to be listening closely as. I will hopefully be getting the victory over Connell this week. And the first thing you're going to tell me, Connell, is to sign a few Arsenal defenders. Yeah, I, I so I stand by what I said. It's not all doom and gloom. Uh, I think the Arsenal defence, especially against a very important Brighton team, will look to get themselves back right. I would expect Ben White and Gabriel are gone on most leagues. What I wouldn't expect is Tommy Yasu to be picked up on most leagues, who is due back soon. And Cedric Suarez, so, I think, Connell, is going... Uh, Update on Tomiyasu. He's not back in full training until mid-April. What? So I doubt he'll be back. For okay, that. Every, everybody. Pick, okay, is every... trying to sabotage me. So is what yeah. you're saying, Steve? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody pick up Cedric Suarez. Uh, you pass. How about Tavares? He's a nice <laughs> I was deliberately hoping you wouldn't say that. Yeah. Well, here we are. Um, I'll just cut this out. All right. It's fine. We've we've give, we've given we've let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Ty, uh, you like the look of Wolves, who are in the hunt for Europe against Newcastle. Yeah, Wolves have been great all year defensively, and Newcastle, as we just seen, have have hit a downturn in form. New, Wolves, you'd fancy them to keep that clean sheet. They, they've been solid all year. They're fighting for things, and I also feel that they have a good shout of getting a nice few goals against that porous Newcastle clean defence over the last three fixtures or so Wolves have hit an uptick in scoring goals I think it's maybe oh god it's probably maybe a month and a half since they didn't score a goal yeah I think it's mid-February that they, since they didn't get a goal in the game so I'd be very confident in you back in some Wolves assets some, maybe some Fabio Silva if he's, if he's available as your forward option but I think Johnny would be the best option overall if you can get him in your league for a clean sheet Wolves lost 2-0 to Palace been, on the 5th of March yeah there you go but well it's still about a month so that, that that's that's mm. the last time they, they, they didn't ha- it's been a full month of them getting goals so I'd be fancying them I getting goals I would expect them to as well as that lovely conference league I would expect them to get something on Newcastle who, who don't have much to play for at the moment uh, Steve you have eyes yeah, yeah. on Spurs Villa uh, what you make of it yeah um it's an interesting one. Villa are in a downturn in form. They've lost their last three games. And, you know, obviously one of those was Arsenal. But then the other one, as Tyg mentioned, there was the most recent one was the loss to, to Wolves. And then before that was West Ham. So they've been playing some pretty decent opposition, but they just haven't been able to get it going. Again, they're they're, they're at home, but it's they're coming against the Spurs team in, in good form. 
uh, Kane's finally um, kind of caught the form that he had last season. So you'd expect there to be goals in this one. I'd be reluctant of saying there'd be a clean sheet for Spurs here just because I think Villa will do enough to at least get a goal. Um, the front the front three for, for Villa is going to be hard to pick from because um, like Watkins and Bailey, I think, started against uh, against Wolves. Uh, I don't think Ings will play. I think Ings will be on the bench. So, but like in, in terms of your mainstays, like uh, Coutinho will definitely play. I'd say I'd say Buendia will play, and I'd say yeah, Watkins will get the nod again. Um, Massive fan of Leon Bailey here. He doesn't get the goal returns yet this season because of bad luck and injuries. Uh, but he's been, I wouldn't he's say a great I wouldn't player. say it was bad luck. He's just been injured pretty much all season, which I think well, which, I, which I think is luck. kind of. I think he's kind of been like that throughout his career, really. So he um, is, yeah, yeah. Like, not, Glass not entirely ankles. unsurprising, like, but um, we'll see how they go here. Like, you know, Spurs away from home, maybe not the best. So, yeah, definitely goals in this one. Mm. Pending Ronaldo's illness, I may look at. I'm not sure if Watkins or Ings are available in my league, but I might look at something in that game, Steve. Thanks for that one. The Spicy Boys are... Go on, Watkins, if you can. He might be. Uh, the Spicy Boys are up uh, Tig. You, you fancy Southampton to do something against Chelsea? Yes. I what? believe that this is going to be a little bit spicy. Even for me, I'm, uh, I've got a bit of an Irish palate, so this might even be a little bit too high in the Scovels for me. But I'm going to be going with a Che Adams goal, XG hero, Paddy... Brennan, Baddy Brennan's going to be listening and loving that. I think he's got a nice, decent chance against this Chelsea team that's been all over the place. They don't have many other options going forward, uh, Southampton, realistically, especially with Broha now being out against his parent club in this game. So with Chelsea being a bit porous and Southampton, well, they can throw up the odd result here and there. I'm going for a Che Adams goal as being my spicy boy of the week. It'd be a bit fun. Yeah, it, it's it's fun anyways uh, well, best of luck with that <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steve uh, you're, you you like injured players yeah no I do um, like I think Leicester have been really missing Jamie Vardy I think even though uh, Ian Acho got on the score sheet against United there I think he could, he could have even had a second had he been had he shown a bit more composure but I think uh, if Vardy's anywhere near fit and they're expecting him to be, that he comes back into that side. And I know Palace are pretty have got a, a decent run now. I think it's close to 500 minutes without conceding a goal. But uh, I think Madison's kind of hit a, a little bit of form. Um, he's got Barnes there, um, and I, I fancy him to do something if he if he returns. I think he'll score. Yeah, yeah. P- Palace is away a record, not so hot either. They're they're kind of a, a decent side at home. Uh, Connell, you you you're looking at some relegation teams. I'm I'm looking at some relegation fodder. So um, not a, not a game you'd expect to be a goal fest when you immediately look at Norwich and Burnley. And even but when you look at it for a long time, time, Connell, I don't think you see a lot of goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could no, be the lowest scores in the whole league. It, to be honest, <laughs> and you don't you don't see a lot of goals. But what you have to remember is. Um, this is when Burnley usually sort of drag themselves to a bit. Sean Dyche mm. says, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to play 4-4-2. I'm going to lump the ball to White Weghorst and he's going to score a hat-trick of headers against Norwich. Ooh, ooh. And a little bonus one, Pookie's going to score as well. Mark it down, 3-1 Burnley, White Weghorst hat-trick. Yeah. Pookie and Wout. And, and that is spicy. Maybe, maybe I pick the two of those up just to beat you in Europe. My own spicy boy. I feel like... Oh, sorry. I've... No, I was going to say, I feel like there should be some sort of uh, forfeit. Otherwise, people are just going to say stuff like Connell that it's going to ha- White Weghorst is going to score a hat trick of headers. Hat trick is hilarious. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you seen White Weghorst? He's like 37 foot tall. Of course, he's going to score three That's headers. That's the envy of a man who's looking up at <laughs> oh, everyone. He hasn't scored He hasn't scored one header yet, as far as I can I think tell. he's got one. He's been saving them. This, this reminds <laughs> me of, of playing FIFA years ago online. and I played Kenyon Jones. Like, oh. Who had like Crouch and fucking I don't know Benzema or like a load of fucking tall lads. Closer was always a good yeah. one for headers. And he, what he'd do is he'd shoot from distance. The keeper would parry it and go out for a corner, and he'd score <laughs> from all the fucking corners. And I had an awful time. Uh, well, I wonder what um, he's like in FIFA. 
Oh, gotta be terrible. Uh, so oh, it's uh, if if you good. played the recent FIFA, White Whitehorse recently got a showdown card where he is himself, but he also has ninety pace and ninety nine heading, and he is absolutely exceptional from everything I've seen. I need to get my um, hands on that boy. Yeah. My own spicy boy this week, I think West Ham, who are still fighting in the, those European battles, are going to get a result over Brentford. And I think Fornells, uh, who's knocking about in some leagues, is going to get a return, uh, either a goal or an assist. Um, there you have it. That's the three tips and the spicy boy. I give my spicy boy at the end, so I'm not open for ridicule. Before we leave you... Battle of the Steves, Game Week 32, Steve Meiselback versus Stephen Lines. Whoever wins this could likely end up in the playoffs. Uh, Steve M, uh, do you think you'll get a result here? Uh, I kind of have to, Owen. It's crucial. <laughs> not trying to be not trying to be smart or anything, but like if I want to try and keep pace um, with the top four, like I have to get a win here. Uh, unless um, Mark makes a slip up. Um, against Thomas, which I'm also hoping happens, but then even then, Connell will have a matchup that'll be in his favor against Owen Dillon, so then he could even leapfrog both of us. Then, so you know, it's a it's a very important one. So it's not one I'm taking lightly. So if Steve M and Mark Gary lose, Connell, are you in the playoffs? Then is that right? I I in fact would be in the playoffs on point difference over Mark Gary, and mm-hmm. I would say I would have a if if. If the two guys lose, I'd say I have a favourable run in compared to compared to Mark anyway. And Steve against Cahill in game week thirty four is not where he wants to be. Thrilling, so. thrilling. Uh, yeah, if I, I, if if the two lads both drop points between now and the end of the season, I think I'm going to make it. Well, there you go. It's all up for grabs in in the playoff battle. Uh, we'll we'll end it there. If you listener want to get in touch with us, the podcasters, you can do so uh, at a link in the podcast description. Uh, you can get us on Discord. You can also chat to us on Twitter, and you can get the pod updates of when the podcasts go live there. That's at the FPL Jingle, and you can see the league itself. That's linked to the podcast description. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Uh, last words, starting with Ty. It's been lovely. This has been a very fun podcast to be a part of, I have to say. We were delighted to have you, Connell. It's been a pleasure, Owen. To all the listeners out there, believe in the treble. And Steve, have you any last words for Mark? Uh, nah, just like if I could insert the sound of a bottle clink and I would. Clink, clink. Or a fart. <laughs> a wet fart, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>